This is Michael Govier. Join my co-host Leanne Hello and myself for the latest edition of the First Day Podcast. On today's show, we're going to talk about family systems theory. Every family, extended, immediate, or otherwise, is connected through communication. We'll talk about the patterns and routines that develop, even when we don't mean them to, that could cause harm. Most people have some type of family, even if it's not a traditional one. Myself and Leanne get it, and we're ready to help you and help ourselves. The latest journey of wisdom, empowerment, and education on the First Day Pod. story hi guys this show is not about dinosaurs by the way it's not no i thought it was a reference is is a reference to something like some movie that i again missed but anyway you're my you're my reference okay (laughs) you are um no it we're back a dinosaur story i think it's a movie i've never actually seen it but anyways We're back. We were off last week. We never take a week off, but we have returned. I hope you missed us because we missed you and we love doing the show. We love talking about society, life, mental health, addiction, losing weight, gaining weight, wisdom, education, empowerment, society, all that stuff. Culture. We're here for you. Yes, we are. Isn't that true? <laughs> yeah. You know what? I didn't think we needed the break, but boy, it, it just kind of was nice to have a Sunday night off. It's good. Uh, how about mm-hmm. that, huh? So, yeah, well, I mean, so thank you guys. We haven't always been on Sunday either, though. We were on Tuesdays. Yeah, but it's always like you're always like have that one night. Like for you, you're completely set up. So it's nice. You can kind of like, but it's like um get the lighting out, get the green screen out, get the like do all the things for it. So it's just kind of nice not like to be able to have a night or a week, I guess, that we don't do it. So anyway, <laughs> come on. Can you see all that? No, we can't see it. Really? Your poor oh sunburn. <laughs> it's pouring. There is skin all over the desk right now. Ew. Wow. Ew. Anyways, I was just, uh, I got sunburned, so I was just rubbing my head. You know, you ever get a sunburn on your head? It's not no. fun. But this show's not about sunburns. It's about <laughs> me and Leanne talking about mental health. That's what the show is about. And uh, by the way, uh, hey, Ed, I know Ed missed us. Ed, hey. Hey, Ed. Hi, Ed. Uh, the book club Monday night will be back in business tomorrow night. Continuing on with Wayne Dyers. We were promised it, but it's starts. <laughs> You'll see it when you believe it. I always try to make up the title as close as I can. <laughs> we were I don't know what I was gonna say. We were promised it, but we hopefully get it. <laughs> I don't know. You always have a new one. I do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're doing Wayne Dyers. Uh, seeing is believing. You'll see it when you believe it. <laughs> Very close. It's a magic show. <laughs> seeing is believing. No, uh, in fact, I talked to a guy today on Twitter privately, talked about uh, our book club. He might join us soon. So nice. He, he said he's sending me a book. So uh, shout out to Nick on Twitter. Nice to meet you. Nice to talk to you. I didn't even ask him to do this, but he's going to send me a book for free that he has. Like of this is, book? No, not this book. But oh. a book. Nice. A, Thanks, a Nick. Book. Yeah, it's really nice of Nick to do that. And it's a it's a book. By uh, Action Bronson. Remember what that is? Yes. Yeah. Who is that? He's the guy that was interviewed. I don't know what he does. Is he like a rapper or something? Is that who he is? Yes, he's a hip-hop artist. That's true. 
hip hop artist. Yes. Um, but yeah. I was introduced to him when he was on, um, Rogan's, uh, very podcast. Good. Yeah. You're nailing it. Look at yeah. you. Yeah. I'm very, I'm very impressed right now. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you called it. I didn't know you know his name off the you know, top of your head. Like yeah, that. I was cool. really, really impressed by him. Like both of them together was a really good podcast. That's what got us to do the um, we did the talk on the four agreements because they ended up bringing that up, which was super cool. My uh, favorite book. So, yeah, but I didn't know he wrote a book. He sure did. Nice. Uh, so I want to say first, thanks to everybody who uh, liked the video I posted this week. Uh, my six-year anniversary of getting out of my first drug rehab, which was on the 15th, June mm-hmm. 15th. That was back on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So that was uh, that was very cool. You got We had a great response. We had like 7,000 views. So thanks, everybody, for supporting wow. that and saying, you know, that it really inspired. I, I'm not trying to be, you know, some guy who is tooting his own horn here. There's a lot of people are constantly telling me, like every day on Twitter and online, like, yeah, you really uh, inspire me, and you really—I uh, really, I'm really glad you're out there. You know, you do so much to you know, break down stigmas and talk about mm-hmm. mental health. It means so much to everybody, or at least I don't think it's virtue signaling either. I think you know, people that generally say things to me like it means a lot to them. People don't even know me; they take time out of their day to pop in and message me, and like, man, you know what? That was really amazing, man. I really, really appreciate that. So that's awesome. That's what it's all yeah. about. That's why you do it. That's why, that's why we why do we, it. That's mm-hmm. yeah. That's why we wanted to do this show. Absolutely, yeah. you're totally, one hundred percent correct, and that is f- so great, so wonderful. It makes yeah. me happy, and I hope it keeps on going because we're not gonna. I'm not gonna change. I don't know. Are you gonna change? Well, yes, of course I'm gonna change. <laughs> you are. Yeah, but I'm gonna still be here. Yeah, I still love ah! this, but I'll keep growing. Yeah, uh, you, you probably do. will too. Well, I mean, yeah, anything's possible. I mean. Certainly is, but back to the book. So, <laughs> okay, uh, Action Bronson's book. So Nick Z on Twitter at nzanybonnie ninety three. That's him. So Nick Z just messaged me after I said uh, something about Action Bronson's book because I saw a picture of Action Bronson recently. What's his book was... on? Is it like a cookbook, or is it like a? <laughs> I don't Isn't know. he a big? I he's I a big. Read it. So he's a big cook that? too. He's a chef well, or something. He loves food. I know that. Nobody's and a legit cook. Yeah, no, he had a whole show about cooking food as a chef. You're right. Mm-hmm. But like if some of it was great and amazing and some of it was unhealthy, obviously. Mm-hmm. Things didn't really always go his way, I guess is what I mean to say. So he ate too much and he put too much junk into him. And the book is called... Fuck it. I'll start tomorrow. A true yeah. story. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's really called. Lies. Oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah. So it just came out in April and uh, Nick is sending it to me. So thanks, Nick. That's very cool of you. That's such a random thing. And people That's say, awesome. you know, Twitter's a cesspool. It's a terrible place. But really good things happen on Twitter. And it happened to me. It happens to me all the time. It's what I make of it. Yes. As is it life. Really, Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know about that. Yes, absolutely. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Yes, I'm just joking, folks. But look, look at this picture. Look at Action Bronson. Oh, whoa, wow, that's a lot going on there. Look at that. Wow, good for him. He's changed. I didn't. I truly was questioning if this was him on the right. For those of you on the podcast, we're looking at a 
comparative photos of Action Bronson on the left and then the new Action Bronson on the right after, yes, he's lost, not only lost a lot of weight, but he's gotten into shape. Mm-hmm. So, Damn. very good. Good for him. Yeah, and if you guys are listening to the podcast, you can head on over, right, to YouTube and you can find us and watch the video of it and you could see that. That was incredible. Wow, Hey, good, good marketing move there, Leanne. Nice work. Well, I just know that if I was listening to the podcast and that came up, I'd be like, oh, my gosh, how do I find the photo? That's how you found the photo. <laughs> Ed says, who doesn't love food? Of course, Ed knows about that. Yes, yeah. Ed's in our book club. And he's we never knew Ed, but now we know Ed and he's in our book club. And we like he's our friend. We're friends now. And yeah. that's why if Nick comes to our book club, but he the other thing he told me, by the way, that I want to mention is Nick said, uh, Oh, you got to read uh, Matthew McConaughey's new book. And that's why I was like, oh, dude, we just did that in the book club. And that's how I led into that conversation. Cool. Because we just did green lights. Yes. That's so, so good. And happy that. Father's Day, Ed, and to all of the hey! fathers listening and our fathers. And Josh. Happy Father's Day, Dad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Josh, are you here? Mm -hmm. Happy Father's Day, Josh. You're a father. Two times over. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, let's get into the show then. So don't forget the other book clubs at 8 p.m. Eastern every Monday night. We can give you the Zoom link whenever you want it, anytime you want it. You can jump in anytime. There's no, there's no barriers. There's no restrictions. Come join us. We yes. want to learn from you, and you will learn from us. The book club is about, it's not a fiction club. We, we try to, it's not focused on one thing, but it's about learning better ways forward, learning from others, things we don't know about. We're just trying to learn, but... Shared wisdom, you know, education, and empowerment. That's what the book club's all about. There you go. Right? That's it. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll do a McConaughey book, then we'll do Wayne Dyer, and then we'll do somebody else. You know, we've done a lot of different books, but it is nonfiction and about learning wisdom and education and empowerment, as Leanne said. There's Josh. <laughs> hey, Josh. What's up, buddy? Happy, Happy Father's, Father's Day. Day, bud. I knew he was in there somewhere. So let's get to the main point of the show. Today's show is about uh, family therapy and, you know, family systems, really. It's not about family therapy so much as how do your family systems work? How does your family's system work? Because every family is a system and it has people in it and those people have relations. So it's a system functioning through all these communication points and there's reactions and uh, there's uh, forms that develop and in a lot of ways they happen in these triangles so this is something that is specific to what is called bowen's family systems so this is a theory about you know, applying it to familial relations and i remember my, my brother matt who's been on the show many times and uh, he'll be back soon i know yeah. he will he's he's hanging out in ludington right now and he'll uh, be back on this show when it's nice and convenient for him and we'll make sure to get him on the show because we love having him. Yes, we do. He's so good. But I remember him talking about this stuff because he's a counselor now many years and I'm training um, my master's in mental clinical mental health counseling. So I'm going through a family therapy class, I guess is what it's called. It's family therapy. And I remember him talking about all the things that I'm learning about now <laughs> and it makes, it makes it even more poignant and pops right into my head because I do listen to him when he talks to me. And I remember him making these points about these triangular relationships that happen in families and uh, emotional reactivity, which is a, you know, it's a term for how we relate to things and differentiation. Differentiation meaning how is Leanne's experience 
in my experience, different in our own families in terms of the type of person we want to find as a mate. So we are dating, we're together, and there's a common ground usually where people of similar levels of differentiation will find each other because based on their familial experiences, which is interesting stuff too. What do you mean? No. So <laughs> what's happening? Where are we? No, but ex ex so explain, like, do you mean like if I came from a divorced family and you came from a divorced family, there's a better chance that we'll be together or is it the way that the system works? Like just, it doesn't matter if they're divorced or married, how they communicate it, like communication style or what does it mean? Well, differentiation can be applied to a lot of different things. Like self-differentiation is one thing uh, where you're trying to branch out into the world, maybe separate yourself from your own family, but you are still part of the family, but you distance yourself because you're trying to create your own identity and find your own experience in this world. And you might end up finding like-minded people similar to that level of differentiation that you get to from your personal perspective. You know what I mean? Kind of, yeah. I mean, I'm still learning about it too, so I'm not an expert by any means, you know. it's it. Sometimes it can be difficult to know what to do when someone we care about is going through something, you know. And we've talked about this on the show often. It's always been something that comes up, right? Mm-hmm. So you might think advice is, you know, about being selfish, or I don't or maybe you're trying to offer a piece of advice that you think is good or maybe you might think it's bogus. And we get a lot of advice from a lot of people in our lives. So I think it's important to understand some of the terms and understand what we're talking about so that we can have a clear discussion when it comes to family functions and family communication. I mean, your family probably communicates in their own way, right? You guys all have your own mm -hmm. lingo with each other, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, all families do, not most. I mean, every family does, whether yeah. it's something they are proud of or not, or, you know, some families have communication routines that are, they're not proud of and they're probably bring up shame or sadness, but they don't want to talk about it. So. And so does this, does this whole, like all these theories and stuff, does this work just for like blood relations or does this work for like, like, um, yeah, yeah. like community relations, extended families and extended does it work for like you know how like people have like um they'll make their own family not relation at all but they're like they're very close like this is my my core kind of thing but they're not mm -hmm. actually family but they they work together all the time as a system would that be would it work the same way well i mean it's a system i, I don't know if it's a family system but a family system can be defined however you want it to be if it's if they're a part of your upbringing and they're part of your semi-regular environment then they could still be a part of your system your system is interdependent of someone else's so it could be connected to the people that they work with and they consider family but that could also be a separate system for somebody else it gets very complicated very quick because all of these are systems yeah you know what i mean yeah and uh, I don't want to make it too complex, but, you know, family systems, th family systems therapy, family, the theory of family systems, it's about, you know, thinking of your family as a unit. Mm -hmm. That much is clear, right? Mm -hmm. 
I have a unit, or at least <laughs> I have a unit. Uh, I I had a unit when I grew up. You know, when our unit was uh, very dysfunctional. You know, because parents got divorced at a young age when I was six, five or six. So that's going to be a challenge, but it's still a unit. But the system and the communication routines and the the overall routines that the family starts to develop creates lasting a lasting impact you know and that's why people go to family systems therapists because they are trying to they know something's wrong but they not they may not be sure what it is they might think it is they might think hey i got a son who's acting out in school right behavior problems right but really, mm-hmm. but really, it might be because the parents or the partners are arguing and fighting all the time. Like, as soon as you set them down, you might start to talk and be like, okay, so what's been going on? You get everyone's opinion. You have the whole family there, by the way, too. Not just the parents or the kids. You have all of them. Smart. If you had, if you had, the, if you had two kids, you'd be the parents and two children. And you would ask them all what's going on from everyone's perspective. And you would see how they're... They're acting, how they're behaving when they're there. And the child, depending on age, could be behaving different ways. They could be shy. They could be trying to distract. Those are tools that children will do if they feel like they're not comfortable in a situation yet. And the bottom line here is what people think is wrong might not be what's wrong at all. If you have a marital relationship that is just filled with fights and screaming matches and it comes from a generation before you too if somebody has a a mom that disagrees with how the other dad or mom does something like these all these things happen all the time they've happened for generations and the generational influence also impacts these systems and to think that they don't is quite absurd we're talking grandparents even great grandparents i mean it goes it goes back and those traditions and things that are learned from the past system get even though it's a new system it's an extension of that system from grandparents to the next generation it all lingers and it all has an impact so this is a good you know a lot of people when they're in relationship or when they're in marriages but they have children and they say that we're just gonna stick it out until the kids are old enough This is probably like a good type of therapy for them to go into. So then they realize that maybe the dysfunction that you guys are creating, that your, your kids can feel, maybe it's not the best idea to, to keep it up until they're 18 or 19. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That's, but then they still might not, they still might not, who knows how stubborn they are or if, if they're not willing to see it from a different angle. They can mm-hmm. be told one thing. It's 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 that's why a counselor's job is so difficult. You have to be able to you have to gain everyone's trust in a family therapy situation. Gaining everyone's trust could yeah, it, wow. it's not they're not all the same people. They all have different routines and personalities and uh, comfort levels, and you have to get the trust of all of them in order to create change. So what do they say? Do you know what's the best or like what's the kind of protocol that works the best? Is it to have and I don't know if you know this yet, but is it is it best to have like I know everything. 
Yes. Okay. Of uh-huh. course you do. <laughs> so is it good to have like the parents in first to discuss like what they're thinking and then have the kids separate and then bring them all in as a family or bring them all in the first time as a family or does it depend on the family or? Well, uh, I guess you know I, I don't know as an absolute. I don't have an absolute like every every counselor has different style and every theory can be applied in different ways. So mm-hmm. there's no absolutes here. But it seems from the you know the family systems theory that you want to have everybody at once so you can see how everyone is acting and every more information the better. In fact, the, you know there's these things you create, there's these tools that you can create. And I actually sat down and did this. I did my own example. It's called a genogram. Genogram, hmm. like G-E-N-O, genetics, hmm. genogram. And uh, I made one for class, but I also tried to really think about it. And you're supposed to have like, it's a map of your family, but it's supposed to have all these symbols mixed in as you bake like kind of a family tree, but you have all these symbols that you can put in there to show... Uh, you know, married, divorced, uh, fractured relationships, uh, graduated college, anything you can come up with, all these little symbols. And you make your own key in the map, and then you apply them. Uh, you know, Catholic, Jewish, all these things that define us. And the more information you get, the more helpful it is to counselor to understand. And you can have each person in the family make their own or have the family make one together. And it's very, uh, it's very interesting what certain people might not put and what others would put and how they would define these relations going back to grandparents and and if there's no grandparent if it's if it's a step family you know all that stuff too you know mixing in the step parents and their family and you tie it all back and oh who's got substance use disorder issues in the past now all these things so it's an interesting uh tool it's, it's kind of fun i had all my and all these sharpie markers look i got them all like right here all on the floor See? Look at all these colors I got. So That's awesome. I love this part of school. I put them all to use. You can't see the green one though. It's funny. Look at that. Oh, look at that. That's so cool. <laughs> so yeah, I, I put them all to use. Oh, that's neat. Josh, you were on there because you know you're my brother. And Rebecca was on there. Hi, Rebecca. And Jameson and Nick, of course. The whole family, Josh, was there. The whole new family. So yeah, that's that's kind of how you know that stuff works. There's there's a lot of different ways. There's there's maps you can make that can really enlighten you, even yourself. I was kind of surprised, like, oh, I'm writing this out. This is interesting. Hmm. Ed says, uh, Mike, what are you referring? To, what you are referring to reminds me why it's not helpful to blame our parents for anything. They too are influenced by their parents, grandparents, etc. My challenge is. Parenting my son helps me understand family dynamics. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not helpful to blame our parents for anything. I mean, I don't. That's like an absolute. There's still there's some reasons that you could not blame. Blame's a bad word, you know. But you, I think more than anything, we should be honest about what's going on. Not pointing blame, but rather identifying the symptoms, you know? That's important. And you're right. It's a combination of all these generational repetitions. Mm-hmm. These things all fall. Who I am today, Leanne, who you are today, Leanne, 
Mm-hmm. It's the result of the generations before us that got us to this point. It is, and a lot more than we probably realize because, I mean, I, I, all my grandparents are long gone now, so I don't have any access to there's a lot of questions I would have loved to ask them that I never got to ask them, and I'll never know what the truth is and how how much more I might be like one of their siblings who are, you know, whatever those are. What are those? What do you call those? Great? Great. No, that's not great. They're just granduncles. Is there granduncles? Is that a thing? Great uncle, isn't it? <laughs> Why would it be great, though? It's still grand. Because it has to be great. Granduncle. Mike. Yeah, nobody ever says granduncle, right? Yeah, Jones. It jumps right to great. Yeah, good point. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, it, it, this is not important. What is important is... <laughs> yeah. <It's> squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first day podcast. We're talking about uh, family systems theory and how our little systems work. Yeah, when we were going to... Oh, go ahead. What does Ed have to say? What were you going to say? I was going to say that it was interesting because I started looking into it a little bit um, for the show. And then I was like, oh, I'm just going to let Mike explain it and then we can just talk about it. Um, But I was I was also thinking of like the book. So that we're doing right now and the chapter that we're doing is um, called Oneness. And it's all about how we are. um, So you can look at life like with a with a telescope or with a microscope to see that we're all connected. Either way you do it, the further that you step back and you look at the entire world, you can see that you're just one piece of the whole puzzle or vice versa. You can look inside with a microscope and see that like every cell in your body contains you, like your DNA and and all of that. Um, And so all of those little, little, little pieces are all a piece of your whole being. And so we're totally, totally connected. So then I was thinking, oh, well, when you talk about a family, I guess with these theories, it's actually talking about who's in your home, I guess. That's kind of what they're talking about. And then extended to who your parents were in their home. But mm. we're all connected. So we're all kind of family. Um, And how we all communicate with each other. So would they be this similar or no, very different. Like any of these systems that you're talking about of like how you communicate and these triangles that you make of how you work with people, would that be something that because we're all connected, then like mothers can relate to other mothers, fathers can other relate to other fathers and have similar systems like you can connect? Yeah, I mean, I don't sure. know. You can I relate might not to somebody. Understand what's happening. What do you mean? Of course you do. Um, okay, you know so let's go. Mean. Yeah, I. But okay, so you're saying can other mothers? Like, so other what is the system? So is the system just getting together to see that that as a family you're connected? So you're not, even though you're individual, you're the child, the parents, and everybody has their individualism. They're still interconnected, and so they're thinking, they're reasoning, everything is um, influencing each other. Is that kind of what the system explains and is talking yeah. about? Yeah. This, you're not free of the system, even if you think you're like a massive rebel and like, oh, I just I don't pay attention to my family. I'm totally free from them. I do whatever I want. No, you've already been the product of that system if you're grown up. You know, it's okay. So does this. So 
I'm going to tell a story that was, it was very, very interesting to me. So my dad left his family. Um, he came to live with his uncle. They lived in Prince Edward Island and he came to live with uh, his uncle in Windsor when he was like, I don't know, 18 or something like that. And him and his buddy got on their, I think on their motorcycles and they came across and they came to Ontario and they stayed in Windsor. And then he stayed in Windsor for the rest of his life. Like he's, we've lived here for, you know, um, and he's 73. Well, my grandfather passed away. Oh my gosh. Now it's got to be like seven years ago, maybe longer. Anyway, we went back to the house, um, to like my grandfather's house and it wasn't where they, like he was born and he had never like really, even when we visited, um, granddaddy, we never really went into his basement or did any of these kinds of things. So my dad would never know how my grandfather was living. And when he went downstairs to the basement, I, it was incredible. His entire basement was set up exactly the way my father's is. So they had the exact same, uh, tool, like the little pegboard tool thing all set up exactly the same way on the like beams of the, the, um, basement. They had like nails that they put in that they put all of their hats Mm. everything was identical. It looked like, I think they had the same toolbox. It was really interesting that it was exactly the same way, even though they had never talked about it. They never saw it. They never sent pictures or did anything like that, but it was still like, I don't know if it was because they, and, and they never really had a stationed home. He was in the war. So like in the army, so he was going from place to place. So he never would have picked up on that, but he was still like a product of his father. It's just one example of how like similar they are. You can see a lot of granddaddy and in dad, even though they were like after 18 years and they spent like whatever that is, 50 some years apart. They were very, very similar. There you go. See? Yeah. It was, it's just very cool. Like that was a, that was a, tangible way of seeing how um how close like yeah how you just pick up things that your your father did i don't know it's really really interesting so to think yeah that we're so different than our mother we're so different than our father it's when we get older that all of that stuff starts coming out and like you look in the mirror and you're like did i just say that that's like totally what my mom would say or that's totally what my grandma used to say. And I said, I would never say something like that. And then you like sound like your parents. So it is ingrained in us. Definitely. There's definitely some truth to that. You know, some of that is environment and genetics combined together too. But yeah, you're right. Absolutely. That's Mm -hmm. very cool. That's interesting. Very Mm -hmm. interesting. Uh, Ed says, Hey, awareness of where I learned the behavior. Blame was the improper term. That was a while ago. He was talking about when I said blame and he said blame. It's okay. Mm-hmm. You can remove yourself from home, but you can't remove the home from us. Ed. Ed's <laughs> on fire. Ed should have his own quote book. Yes. Really should. Yes. I don't know what you call it. Ed Ed tells it like it is. Ed gives you your daily dose. Ed's daily dose. Well, he should write a book and then he can, because I, anytime that I tell people that they should write a book, I always want them to write it the way that I want to read it. And they can put on the sides, like in the sub, you know, the margins and stuff. I love it when there's like, just like 
quotes there or the page is done that it's like reading and it's like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then there's like a fun quote in the middle. of it. <laughs> so <laughs> anybody that's listening that wants me to read a book that they've written, please set it up that way. <laughs> hey, how many people have you asked to write a book, by the way? I, you know what, people that I find really interesting that like tend to say a lot of things that I'm like, man, that was really cool. Like Ed's one of them. He just like always has like these like, like little like insights, these little wisdom pieces that are just like, blah, blah, there you go. So they should just all be in a book. Blah, blah. Blah, blah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Oh, yeah. I don't tell everybody, cool. but sometimes I just think that like, man, you got so much to offer. Just put it in a book. <laughs> <laughs> well that's what we try to hear we try to offer stuff on the first day podcast we have a book club every monday night 8 p.m eastern time you can always join us it's not a secret we'd love to have you uh we're talking about family you know family has a system how does the system work where does it come from how does it know to operate well the truth is it doesn't have like a cpu it doesn't have a computer at the center of it you know it's not a internet there isn't a bunch of although physically they don't exist uh a bunch of links, networks, and cables. It's not like that, but, you know, ethereally, they are out there. It's just, you can't grab them, but they do exist. The relationship I have to my brothers and each brother, one is different than the other. They are. And th this is where, this is where the classic parental, I love all my children equally. <laughs> This is a, I'm not trying to get anybody in trouble, but it's a classic, it's a classic, um, <laughs> it's a classic <laughs> overstatement, I think is what it is. That's what it is. It's an overstatement because to be human is to feel affection. And when there is more than one person involved, you love your husband, you love your wife, you love your partner. That's easy because that's the one, unless you're in a, you know, a polygamous relationship, then that's uh, what it's like to, you know, have children that you love because you have multiple people to love at once. So it's very complicated. You're like, I have to share my love amongst all these people. Not easy to do. And I think we do a disservice. I really do. I think we do a disservice when we say, I love all my children equally. It's a nice blanket statement to say, and I'm not asking for somebody to pick anybody. Not asking anybody to pick the favorite kid that they have. What I am asking is that we can have a more honest conversation about the relations that we have with one another, even if they are family members, they are different. Me and Josh, we have a different relationship than me and Matthew, and they they have a different relationship than I have with either one of them. They are all unique. You know, if every person's unique, every relationship's unique. Mm -hmm. Right? <laughs> Yeah. But I think like when I think when a mother says that, I think they mean that. Like I can't speak cuz I'll never have children. But listen, I think that they love them equally. It's not like, the point. Well, no, but I I don't think it's like a blanket statement that they they don't agree with it. I think it's they love them equally but differently. Like Right, but it love people point. for different reasons, but you love them equally. Again, but that's not the point. Well, what is of the point they, then? The point is uh, having more honest conversations about familial relations and how communication works and how the systems work so that we can have a better understanding. If people want to make blanket statements about their family, that's fine to avoid. You know, I got to tell you, I'm kind of loving your sister a little bit more right now than I am your brother. It's just true. <laughs> I got to be honest. I'm not asking for a comparison. What I am asking is for everyone to understand 
Every relationship is unique. You know, yeah. if ever if Mr. Rogers said, you know, every person is special, Mr. Rogers would always, you know, you're all very special. And he really meant that. Every person is unique and special. Then every relationship, any relation, siblings and parents and everybody, they're all unique. They are Relations that have never existed before. Even though there's been a billion relationships, there's been a million songs written about relationships and all that stuff, every relationship is a new and unique experience, even if there are some similarities in some of the actions that happen. You get what I'm saying? Yes. No? Yes. No, I... Yeah, I understand. What's happening? So communication is... But that's, I, I feel like, that's key in... Any relationship, not just family or, or every every human beings just have to be able to learn how to communicate. Yes. With everybody. Employers, employees, by. coworkers, strangers. Yeah. Every day that goes by, it's more and more important to me. And I believe so clearly in it. And every time we have a struggle. Or where communication didn't go right or is planned or wasn't uh, wasn't comfortable. You know, th- those are learning experiences. And it reminds me, like, I don't, I don't want to be doing this. Why are we like this? You know, we've had this vaccine thing going on that's been hanging over us. And that led to some poor efforts, certainly on my part, like uh, not to communicate properly. And it's, it's like, oh, this is uh, depressing. I'll just text. I don't want to talk. It's the same thing every day. Yeah, that's it's understandable. These are human feelings that happen, but not the proper way to keep the communication quality. We got to keep the communication quality and honest, authentic. It's so key to me. You guys do whatever you want out there, but if you want to, you want to live your life with a bunch of surface interactions forever. Boy, that sounds like a wasted life to me. It really does. Absolutely, but you also like you. Um, like especially with us, we I think overall we do a really good job with communication. I know that yes. I'm the one that struggles way more in this relationship with the communication portion of it. Um, well, but it's not fair. But what do you I'll mean let you say whatever fair. you want to say? So yeah, go ahead. What do you mean it's not fair? You're a much better communicator than I am. I'm getting better every day, yeah. just like you are. Oh we yeah, all love I'm each not... other equally. <laughs> yes. I'm not comparing it in like a, I actually like aspire to be more like you. So I have opened up in no this. No one's rel- ever said that on the record. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah. Well, now it's recorded. So you can go back to YouTube or to our podcast and listen to it. Um, but it's true. I, I aspire to be more like you when it comes to our communication and everything. And I know that I communicate like if any ex-boyfriends are listening to this podcast episode, they're like, oh, yeah, she's she's not really a talker about her emotions or anything. So I've, I'm doing like way better. But there's also sometimes that you just like I feel like if you're really good at communicating all the time, sometimes you do need to just be like, I don't know how to express this right now. I just need a breather just to like. I just, I just need not a, not a break, but like, just a, like a, please let's not talk about this right now until I can get everything put together. Of course. Sure. Yeah. There shouldn't be so any like, absolutes. Yeah. But I think that's fine. If there's like points that you're just like, oh, I'm just going to kind of mail this one in and just like text a little bit and 
not get right into it because you know that if it's a serious thing, you'll get back in, you'll, you will, and you should get into a conversation about it. Yay! (laughs) No, I support that. I do. That makes me very happy. I love hearing that. We are live on the first day podcast and it's Father's Day, by the way, Leanne. Did you know that? Yeah, that's what I said in the beginning. I know, but if people weren't here before, they might have missed you hear it. Oh, hey guys. Again, it's Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to my father, to your father, to Josh, to all of our fathers that are listening. Ed. Yes. That's very Patrick, our book club fathers. (laughs) Book club fathers. Uh, Ed's got some comments here. Uh, Ed says, I think you can love children equally. Well, Ed is a parent. There we go. But different children might need to be treated differently to prosper. Mm -hmm. Love can be expressed differently. But I can still see, respect your point, Mike. Well, thank you, Ed. I respect your points, too. And I see your points. Hope you believe me, Mike, when I say I love you and Leanne equally. We know that's not true. Come on. Just fess up. You like me more. Come on. It's obvious. Everybody does. It should be that way. (laughs) But I do believe you, Ed, only because you're an authentic person. And I actually have to know you, though. See... This is how our relationship, mine and Ed's relationship goes. You know, I didn't know Ed, and I met him through this book club and through the sugar club thing with Dave mm-hmm. Wolf and Judy Wolf. Hope they're doing well there. Judy and Dave. Hi. Hi guys. Hope you guys are doing well. And as we've evolved, got to know each other a little bit. I mean, me and, me and Ed have never sat down and just talked for hours. That's never happened because I've never met him in person, first off. Mm-hmm. We never even sat on a Zoom call and, you know, rapped. But I still understand how he operates because mm-hmm. of the way he speaks, the way he comments on the show, the way he talks in the book club verbally. We can see him with his body language and everything. And that he doesn't want, he's been, and this is really important too, because he's shared his ex- past experiences with us too. I was there for Ed's talk in that group that one time. Mm-hmm. He told, you know, learned everything about his past a lot. Mm-hmm. And Ed shared, honestly. Man. That's honest communication. It's with integrity. So I know that when Ed says something, he's been able to create a communication line here in this system between us that I don't have any doubt about what he says in terms of its believability or mm-hmm. uh, honesty. It's genuine and it's true. Because of what has been established from the start. And this is the big thing about family systems is establishing poor routines, poor communication lines, bad habits that happen that don't even seem bad. You know, right and wrong, good and bad. These are Mm -hmm. awful ways to really label things. They really are. Mm -hmm. But you get busy. You're a single mom. You try to raise three kids like my mom did, you know, single mom with three boys and trying to pay for everything. She's working all day and she's got three boys, little dudes. <laughs> yeah, she's going to get pissed sometimes. Uh, there's not going to be the ideal handling of every behavioral episode. So unfortunately, some poor or... um Less than ideal. (laughs) Routines get established that are not healthy. Let's use healthy. That's good. 
Mm-hmm. They're not healthy for the long term. And unfortunately, when you're a child, you soak everything up. And I'm talking from when you're born all the way, hell, until you're 18, you know. And you, you'll always be impacted by things, but you really soak it up those first, like, 12 to 13 years. You really do. This is proven. We know this. Mm-hmm. You lived it. If you're a, you're a human being who was older, you would you would probably know that, well, yeah, I really just soaked everything up back then. Maybe you didn't realize you did. I don't know, but I do know that to be true. So best intentions. A mother does the best she can. She's dealt a tough hand. She gets divorced. It's a challenging situation. She's trying to make the best of it, but things don't ideally flow out the way that they should on a regular basis in every action. And we are fallible human beings, so that's perfectly natural. Mm-hmm. The what comes into play is trying to, and my mom did this too. She took us to therapy when you know I was eight years old. Yeah, she's like, "You're acting different. I'm gonna take you to therapy mm-hmm. to try to fix what like that." Like I talked about earlier in the show with the imaginary scenario of the the couple that comes in with the kid who's behaving issues has behavior issues. Mm-hmm. So, and you try to fix what you think the issue is but what it turns out there's could be something else entirely that is at the core of it or uh a what is it a part of that system needs to be restructured that's a key part a counselor tears things apart to restructure them properly which can be very painful the whole experience but it sounds fascinating because i feel like another thing that would happen is even as children and adults, and we all do it, is that you take things personally and then you hear things differently. And then you look from your own perspective of, you know, like as the kid, then you may feel inferior to your big brother. And then you look at it because you're inferior to your big brother. You look at mom and dad, the way they treat the big brother differently. And even if they're not, even if the parents aren't treating anybody differently, you pick up on that because you're, you have that internal issue. And so I feel like if you guys like were to, like, if everybody were to go to the, um, to the therapy together, like whatever family it is, but Mm -hmm. making sure that, like you said, everybody is there, um, then you would like get out oh, well, you know, you you do this and you say this. And then the parents will be like, I don't, I don't feel like I've ever done that. And then you can get into that in like a safe space um, because that happens. And I know that for, for me, that happens a lot in relationships. You are doing a very good job. <laughs> like, did I really say that? Like, let's go back to how, how you heard it and <laughs> which is nice with the texting because then I can look back and be like, oh, haha, no, you didn't say it the way I took it. <laughs> but parents and kids don't have that because you're you're not typically texting your kids all the time. And so they're internalizing well, things. Well, you know, you don't have kids. Yeah, that's right. Maybe, maybe they are. Maybe that's a new thing. I don't know. It is. It could be. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Yes. Um, but they internalize. Everybody internalizes things based on their own view. So that would be, yeah, I feel like family therapy should be something that's just kind of like a, like a a preventive, even if there isn't any kind of acting out yet, just like a preventative kind of like happy birthday or like there's a holiday that like, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to give all, our family is going to go just for like our little like tune up for the year and we're going to go talk to yes. them and 
That would be amazing. That sounds great. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Like we have we have a holiday that's called Family Day in February. I think it's in February. And it's just they needed to give us another holiday. So they gave us Family Day. And it's a day that everybody, it's a Monday, and everybody takes it off and spends it with their family. That would be fantastic. Family Day is a day of family therapy. <laughs> it would. That sounds very nice. It does. Yeah. You know, last year, my mom tried to organize us to go to, like, a family therapist. It was oh, COVID, of course. but Brilliant. I think it was earlier before COVID started. It could have been even before that. So maybe even 2019 anyways. Uh, okay. But it never got put together. I, she did try. And I think she rec- she found some guy, but somebody didn't like that one guy. And then that was, it just kind of fizzled out. But there was, hmm. I thought it was great. Yeah, I was really like, oh, this would be awesome. Yeah. We've never had family therapy. But some people believe it's too late, you know. Mm-mm. Older people could be set in their ways, you know. Even if they can, at least there's like a, there's a, a common ground that everybody can discuss it. And then even if you don't want to change, at least the communication is clear yes. and it's, it's, you have a, a third person, like a, a third party that's not, that doesn't have the 40 years of family and Christmases and all of this stuff that's going on in yeah. childhood memories that may not even be real childhood memories. It's the way that we created these stories along the way. And they don't have that. So they can just hear what's actually happening and, and kind of piece everything back together. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I, I, you don't need a counselor. Like you could just talk to your family, by the way. I mean, this is, <laughs> you could, yes. there's a lot of people that are afraid. They're afraid. They lack the courage. They feel like there's, they don't want to cause a fight. They feel, they don't know how there's going to be a response to certain things they might say. There's a lot of fear based in this. Yeah. But if it's your family, you should just say things honestly. And, but I understand why a counselor would be very important. You just explained that very well. Ed says, I remember thinking growing up, I thought my dad was perfect. Wow. Mm. Well, that's that's a high that's a high mark. Had all the answers. It was sh- I, I was shocked the first time I found out he was not perfect. <laughs> yeah. I, I told my son early on, I am not perfect. Good for you, Ed. Nice. I will often make mistakes. My son told me, Dad, I know even when I make a mistake, he knows that I love him. Oh, to me, that was very powerful. That's amazing. Yes. Yes. I think that's huge. That's a really good job, Ed. Happy Father's Day. You're doing a good job. Yeah, there's there's, this, there's very much a tendency for parents to try to feel like they have to be perfect, you know, to when they create a child. I got to be perfect on all fronts. Mm-hmm. But that's a, that's just unfair to yourself. It's unfair to everybody involved. Never want to put yourself in that scenario if you can avoid it. You should be able to avoid it by recognizing that it doesn't exist. It, I don't even know why the word perfect exists. It just, it ruins everything. Yes. <laughs> it shouldn't even be a word, you know, yeah. a thing. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. And if we look at like, if we look at the challenges that we have as adults, and then it's it's fascinating, and I can't speak because I like, I understand like, being a parent, it is such a big responsibility. And it, it like anybody that kind of just goes into it just because they like want to buy cute baby clothes and like, oh, I love my husband. I want to have children. It is such a responsibility for the future. Like it is so huge. And it's fascinating that 
we have these things where I'm not good enough. I'm not perfect. I'm looking for all of these things. And then we like perpetuate that onto our children. Like we're, it's just fascinating that we can't sit back and be like, hey, maybe instead of giving my children these same traumas and these same things, we can just let them understand. So Ed, you're doing an incredible job. I think that's super, super important that we, and yes, you do kind of, you do want to be, it's a balancing act just like anything else, because you do want your child to know that they can count on you. You want them to know that you're there, that if they need something, you're going to be strong enough to be able to do it. Like you don't, there is that, that part of it, but perfectionism and, and, you know, and, and trying to make them perfect and, you know, only rewarding all of this, like you got the A and then if you got a B, like, why didn't you get the B? Like, you know, I don't know. I, there's so much to it. I just, I, I commend every father and mother out there. You guys are doing, if you're doing the best that you can, you're doing an amazing job. Well, Leanne doesn't want to be one. <laughs> Absolutely not. No. <laughs> no kitties for us, guys. No. It's gonna be it'll be fine. The Gobie name is died. It's over. So is a hello name. That's it. I know it's so sad, actually. I was thinking about that. Hmm. Oh well. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. It's no, the you know what? It's... lived on. My brother, you know, Josh, you got two kids, so we're oh yeah. The Gobie name will carry forth. Yeah, you guys are good. We're not. Hail Gobies. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Uh, we're, we'd like to have a joke on the show, too, but we're here for you guys, and hopefully you found this episode informative and useful. I thought it was a very interesting conversation that provided a lot of areas that you guys can dive into on your own time and dig deep further to yeah. understand even more. And that's what we try to do on the show. Yeah. Ed, we thank you for your great comments. Yes. Josh, good to see you here. Uh, anybody else who popped in here and there while we do the show? Great to have you aboard on the live stream. We're always live streaming the show every Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern time. We're here, right, Leanne? Yes, absolutely. And if you guys could, so we are over on Facebook and on YouTube. um, But if you guys could start watching on YouTube or at least subscribe, if you're more comfortable watching on Facebook, that's fine. But if you could at least subscribe to our um, to our YouTube, because we're finding that there's more things that we're able to do with the with the channel once we hit certain numbers of followers. So we would really appreciate if you could do that for us um, and and share it. Like uh, Mike was saying, a lot of people are reaching out to him. Um, they reach out to me, not as frequently because I'm not on um, Twitter, but um, that they really like these episodes because they speak to we're all dealing with the same stuff. So if you, you know, if you know of somebody, anybody that's human, just send it to them (laughs) and let them know (laughs) that we exist because something will probably be there that will, that will resonate with them. So, um, I just thank you guys so much. We have such a great little community and I'm so proud of you all. If you know any humans. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. I mean, that'd be great. We love humans. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, like, if you know of anybody that's like struggling with a certain thing, but I'm like, every human has something that we're going through. Like, I don't, I don't know any human that doesn't have something. Oh, good job. Okay. So you put the link in there. Uh, I just popped in the live stream. I don't know if you can click on that or not, or copy and paste it. It should work. First day pod on YouTube. Very easy. Type it in the search and you'll find us. 
Nice. Give us a sub. Click the dingy bell. Let you know when we go live. It'll do everything. It does all the work for you. You don't have to do anything. That's awesome. That's it. You got to do one thing and then never have to do it again. <laughs> awesome. Isn't that great? Yeah, that's fantastic. Yay! Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, that's our show. It's the first day of pod. Next week, we'll be back because that's what we do. We're here every week. Yeah. yeah. What's next um, week? Uh, it's the end of June, and it'll be the week for 4th of July weekend, which is on a Sunday. It's 4th of July is on a Sunday this year. So. Ooh, so what's going to happen? Are we going to be switching a date, or are we going to... Well, I mean, it's 4th of July, you know? It's America. I think uh, we'll probably be off. Yes. Or I might do it myself because half of our followers are Canadian. Well, that's true. I think the Canadians should be represented on a day that's for Americans only. America! <laughs> no, Canadians are welcome to celebrate the 4th, too. But well, cares? we have the 1st, but that is, what, then, like, Thursday? You got Victoria Day. You guys have a lot of great stuff. It's, we're all... We we're have all our right. Independence Day, though, on the 1st, July 1st. Canadian Independence Day is July 1st. That's interesting. They're so close together. They are. It would have been nice if we could have just done them on the same day. But anyway, okay, we'll figure it out. We may not be here, but next week we definitely will be. Which half am I? Ed, yeah, I don't know. You're Canadian side, I think. So, right? Yeah, but does he have American? Maybe. Maybe he's half and half. I, I don't know. In Canada. I thought he does from- live in Canada. Yes, but maybe he has. I know he's Egyptian. Yeah, but maybe he has family. That's, maybe he has dual citizenship. Ed, tell us, but I think you're Canadian. <laughs> Well, you are Canadian, but I think you're only Canadian. I think you're Canadian. <laughs> no, I know. He's from Toronto. Sorry, I'm giving oh, way too much information so about fun. our dear Ed. He is Canadian. Thank you, Ed. Thank you. Well, yeah. uh, for Ed, myself, <laughs> and Leanne, uh, we'll be back next Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern time on YouTube. That's what we prefer. We are available on Facebook Live at the YouTube channel, First Day Pod. And, of course, our podcast listeners who are out there listening, we know you do listen, and we thank you for that. And if we could do anything for you, Pod at gmail.com. Send us an email. We're happy to help. We're happy to be a part of anything that's positive, useful, informative, knowledge, wisdom, empowerment. All those things are great. So that's it. And I will say goodbye. (laughs) Bye, guys. Thank you. Bye.